Ooh, this should be hitting different. You are listening to the To Be Determined Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Vogel and David Schwartz. And now, here's your host. Holy slit. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Nope. Wait. Oh, man. Just be yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of To Be Determined. To Be Determined. Is that the name of our podcast? I think it's To Be Determined. Oh, my goodness. Well, we shall be the ones to determine everything. And our us and our lovely guests, whom we don't have any at the moment, but this is episode one. So we want you guys... To get to know me, to get to know Kev, mostly to get to know me. I think you might want to introduce yourself at this point as you're talking about yourself. My so name is David Schwartz. Um, I am a five-time Emmy Award-winning podcast producer. Just kidding. I was going to say, is that a true <laughs> I don't think that that is a category in the Emmys. Hmm. Anyway, um... I'm the owner of uh, Orion Entertainment, a Seattle-based DJ and photo booth company. We got our start uh, in October of 2013 when I was 19 years old. Kevin so aptly reminded me today. Yeah. Um, Kevin, why don't you introduce yourself to the people? Hello, everybody. Uh, My name's Kevin Bogle. I am I'm currently unemployed. Uh, I have a job lined up, but I don't really want to say anything and curse it. Uh, out there in the universe, so I'm going to knock on some wood, and we'll just say I'm a uh, hospitality industry veteran. I first started working in it when I was 16, so about as long as I've been allowed to legally have a job, I have had the pleasure of getting to serve others, uh, which has really just become my passion in this wild life. Um, we love that. And that's one of the themes that we're going to touch on in this adventure. We're going to touch on passion. We're going to talk about how art and business intersect. Um, we're going to talk about um, the creative process and how um, we want people to perceive what we create and how that influences the creative process. Um, and we're going to have some fun along the way. I think with that, let's just jump right in. Um, we have our first guest here today. We're going to wait for them to get into the room. Um, Hold on. Hello. So our guest today, uh, you may recognize his voice. He's uh, been on the podcast once, um, about five minutes ago. Uh, so our guest is David Schwartz, uh, the founder and owner of Orion Entertainment. Yes, that is I. Yeah, um, and we wanted to start with you because when we were talking about starting this podcast, you were actually one of the first people I thought of when it came to turning a passion into a business. Um, I remember when, you know, I think it was first year home from college, you were like, yeah, I'm like really growing this DJ business, and it was pretty incredible to see how far you've come. Well, I so appreciate you saying that. Um, I feel like part of the reason beautifully that we are here today is because it all came crashing down anyway. Did something happen recently? No. I I really don't know what you're referring to. Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, the year is 2021. And last year, 
was a little thing that happened called COVID. And let's just say that that changed how my expectations for what I would be doing for this entire last year and a half. Um, But yeah, I think what's so great. So Kevin and I were buddies in high school. That's how we got to know each other. Um, And Kevin literally moved back to Seattle. Uh, What is today? Uh, Three days ago? Four days ago? Congratulations. Um, Yeah. We don't really waste a lot of time. Um, but yeah, we both were really impacted pretty heavily by COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, my industry completely shut down. I mean, people stopped having weddings, like large group gatherings went right out the door. And so kind of left both of us with a lot of free time. Um, I think it also made, at least for me, really clear, like what I was passionate about and like what I was missing in my day. Um, and I think for a lot of people, work may not have been the idea, you know, because so many people just have jobs. But I think in both of our industries, we have, you know, we have passions and then we turn those passions into careers. Um, And so I think if you're okay, it'd be really cool to kind of hear a little bit about how you've always had a passion for music, how that kind of grew into where you are now and just kind of do a little pre-COVID quick uh, timeline. Yes, absolutely. So I was interested in music my whole life. Um, when we were in high school, it was really the music classes that like made me enjoy high school. It's where I like found my best friends in high school, like doing drama and doing that. I didn't find that as much in other parts of school, I should say. But um, yeah, music was always really central in like my high school experience, even though I didn't ever consider it something I could do professionally. The idea had never occurred to me, and I feel like that because my entire life I'd only ever been told, like, you need to go, you need to go get some degree so you can get some job, and, like, happy I got a degree, and because, honestly, it really paid off during the pandemic, I'm not going to lie. Like, it definitely helped me get something in the interim while I wasn't performing. Um, And what was that degree? I did study international studies at the University of Washington. Nothing to do with working at um, American Express. Which brings me to kind of what we were talking about. I think one of the the biggest things, and I think the one thing we really want to touch on is like that that moment that you really realize like your passion and what you want to do. So I had a few of those, and I think you have to reaffirm for yourself like throughout your career like yes this is that thing that i really love that i'm really good at um so one of those moments was when i was in college um i went to freak night 2013 baby uh saw dash berlin djing um at the main stage and i had never experienced anything like that from an entertainment point of view for all of 19 years and I was just like, looked up at the DJ and was like, that, that's it. That's that thing I want to do. And I happened to be in college at the time, which was beautiful because I was in a fraternity. So I decided to spend all my hard-earned bar mitzvah money. Thank you, Schwartz family. <laughs> and spent it all on um, DJ equipment. And I taught myself how to mix. Um, and I started playing house parties 
um, and stuff like that. So that was like a really pivotal moment. Um, and then the pandemic was a real like wake up call. It was like, hey, you know, do you is this is this that thing that you're really passionate about? And I explored every other avenue. I had all this time and I was like, well, maybe I want to do all these other things. Um, and I tried them out and I'm so happy I did. And I, I think I remembered that you have to find passion itself. And then, um, I, you know, when I got let go from American Express last week, it was instantly like the best thing ever. I was so excited. I was just waiting for it to end. And then God, thank you. Um, we did just get some additional government funding. So we're very, very thankful and grateful, but that should hold us for a while. Yeah. So when the pandemic isn't going on, like talk a little bit about Orion Entertainment and like what that is, like what is your, what do you DJ the most? And like, what are, what are your big events? Like what, what are you known for? Yeah. So we're primarily uh, known for doing weddings, corporate events, private parties, bar and bar mitzvah. That's uh, definitely how I got my start in the private event space is doing bar and bar mitzvahs. Um, I never thought when I was 13 years old that I would be continuing to go to more bar mitzvahs than anybody else I would know. <laughs> but it makes sense for me. It's cool though. I actually, I really like doing bar mitzvahs, bar and bar mitzvahs. Um, there's a great energy there and it just... I love kids, too, so I, I think it is an excuse for me to work with kids, and, 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 and that's always something that I'm passionate about as well. Absolutely, and I mean, as your friend, I know this, but I mean, you really worked hard networking with people. Like, I didn't really understand the idea of a network, and here you were at, like, 20 years old, like, all you could talk about was networking, and I could just see that from, like, all the different gigs and how quickly you had a huge exponential growth in your company in those first few years and that really went down to like you as a people person would you say that like people are your passion uh, I, I I like I'm terrified of people and okay. yet I love people and like I think that's social anxiety is definitely at the core of what drove me towards DJing as well especially in college it was like the party scene just wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and it was really <laughs> difficult for me socially at that time, and I had struggled a little bit socially in high school, as I'm sure you're aware, Kevin. Oh, but I'm, I was right there with you. Yeah, were, I gotcha. <laughs> we were, we were, we struggled together. Nice. But, you know, I really thought that, like, going to college was going to be like going to summer camp, and it just wasn't. And you're a camp kid, too. Yeah. And, um, well, speaking of bar mitzvahs, that's how I went and got my first bar mitzvah was by being the camp DJ for a summer. And that was my first bit of networking that I ever did, um, which is great because camp is like literally like at the heart <laughs> of what I do too. And, and it, like that, that, that way I was able to use that as a way to get into my industry, um, is really fitting for me, I think. Absolutely. And I mean, again, as your friend, I have a little bit more background on this, but if it did feel like you were kind of like, okay, I'm going to go through college and like, I'm making some good money DJing. When did it like the switch really flip for you? Like when was the decision that you were going to do this? Not just as like a good college job, but you wanted to make this a career. Yeah. Well, that one was easy. I graduated college and I sent out like three interview or three resumes, like had some interviews, was ready to sell my soul for whatever I could get. 
Um, and then I realized, like, I just remember the first offer I got for a company I, like, even wanted to work for. They were like, well, you can, you know, starting salary is like 40K or something. I was like, I had no idea how much money I was already making. Like, I had already, like, kind of reached a point when I graduated college where I was like, I can sustain myself. Like, I can live off of this. And even though it was kind of always a backup plan, I was like, why? <laughs> like, this is way better than, like, you know, give, trading my time for for dollars. I, and, and I like how when you kind of have to chart your own path like that, you don't necessarily see all the like hours work and relationships built turning into these things. You don't see the effects of it and for till so much later. Um, I just always thought that was interesting because it's like, you know, we kind of structure everything in this nine to five world. But like today, what we're doing right now, I've been meaning to start a podcast. I can't even tell you how long, like, and the fact that, like, you came back to Seattle, you were like, I'm, we're going to start a podcast. And I was like, what? First of all, Kevin, I miss you. <laughs> Straight to business. Come home. And then I was like, but this is the thing I need, too. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, like, seriously, though, like, I'm so glad you, like, this was your first idea. Because, like, this gives us something to do, too. And I desperately need things to do. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business let's get You down, are listening let's get to the To Be Determined Podcast With your hosts, Kevin Bogle and David Schwartz And now, here's your hosts I, I mean, I imagine now, like, it's really hard for you with, you're not doing weddings, you're not doing farm bought mitzvahs, like, I mean, I'm sure there's like a process to going in. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people think that you just show up at the venue and hit play, right? And I know it's not that, but like, maybe walk us through a little bit of like the creation process and how you like really tailor both like your mixes and you know you have photo booths you have all these other amenities that you offer people like how do you curate that and how do you create that for these events yeah so i think one thing i'm really grateful for the pandemic for was that it really has allowed me to kind of step back and take a look at um the other side of of djing because i when i did graduate college it was like okay i have to run this like a business i have to figure out how to make this work you know um and as a result, like, first of all, there's two different kinds of DJing. There's the performance aspect in, like, a wedding or, um, you know, some a live event like that where you know the people who hired you, but you don't know who's going to be there, you know. Um, and that really is what dictates what happens in general. Like, you can go in with a plan, and I tell all my clients this, it's like, yes, please give us a list of songs that we can go off of so that we have a frame of reference for what you're looking for. But ultimately, it's up to the people who are there um, and the moment that decides what gets played. Um, and that is a very different skill than like doing a competition-style mix. Um, I was really lucky to do a few comp competitions um, because of the pandemic. I don't think I would have ever done like competition 
mixing. I've gotten back into, um, I've, I've hooked up with uh, my buddy Darren, who we should totally have on the show. Um, but he uh, he does he runs the DJ sessions, and it's just a you know it's essentially a, an online club. Like, cool. just, like, a nightclub, and he has an awesome vision for what he wants to do with it. I'm so excited to be working with him. Yeah. Um, but it's just allowed me to have the platform to play whatever music I want to play. And yeah. that's not something I got to do before the pandemic, really. Um, I didn't spend a lot of my time looking for residencies. I play a few clubs um, and, and love, 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 love that atmosphere. It's nothing better. But... Ultimately, I needed to make money, yeah. and that's in weddings and events and stuff like that. And they're two totally different things. I enjoy them both very much for very different reasons. But. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like a sense of, I guess, like gravity? Like, like people are trusting you with like the most important day of their life, right? Like, like that's kind of how it's chalked up. Is like, yeah. And it's not only that. Like, we all know that like a soundtrack is everything. So you have been handed the keys to, like, the soundtrack to someone's most important day of their life. Like, how do you carry that burden? And, like, how do you, yeah, how do you the take the stress off of a burden. I feel, like, I feel like it's my responsibility when I'm there. Um, awesome. I get very anxious about it in a good way. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, I'm so, like, hyper aware while it's happening. Like, making sure that, you know, and obviously uh, things slip. But, like... Ultimately, I, especially when like my friends are getting married or my friends want to hire me, they're like, oh, we don't know whether to invite you or whether to like have you, you know, do the music. It's like, please, like, if you don't let me do it, I'll be sitting there thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> so, like, I have had a similar conversation <laughs> at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm doing, did you know I'm doing Anjani's wedding? Coming no up way. here. Yes, sir. She is engaged. <laughs> <laughs> there you um, go. She is engaged. Um, Congratulations, sir. Keeping the ceremony very, very small. Um, yeah. They're doing it uh, during COVID, so it's the party's going to be later on. But anyway, so gotcha. doing and like those events that I can do for the people that I know, yeah, um, are even even more special. And I, and it's like I I relish that opportunity to provide them with them the best day they've ever had. And we try to do that for all my clients, obviously. But, you know, I I like even having that personal connection with the clients. And obviously we try to have that through our, our, um, you know, conversations with them and our interactions with them. COVID has been weird just because, um, like, the length of time I've had the last set of clients before doing their events, super weird. Yeah. Like usually I'm, uh, there's a lot more turnover. I have a lot more clients. I'm like getting to know more people and then following them on Facebook and stalking their lives afterwards. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Kevin's here to keep, make sure we stay on track because David tends to wander. <laughs> we're actually doing a pretty good job. Um, I think the next thing that we kind of talked about in this is, you know, we're, we're talking about the creation process, process that you're doing and, you know, you're doing the, such an important thing making this soundtrack for people and and you're catering a good time in kind of a way like you know so people don't have to think about it but like how does it come back to you like obviously you talked about people reaching out and recommendations like clearly they're kind of digesting your project or your products a little your creations a little bit let it that up creations (laughs) Creations, never creations. creations yes but no but so obviously people are appreciating what you're creating and this atmosphere that you are you know and like with anything we digest it and so, like, what does that look like 
when people are like appreciative of what you do? Like, how do you how do you feel the feedback? How do you feel you know like with anything you want to feel joy from it? You want to get that kind of euphoric yes. feeling that you've done a good job. What does that look like in your industry? Yeah, uh, happy happy people. Huh? <laughs> Fair like, enough. Really, like if at the end of it, you know, things are never going to go exactly to plan. Um, but if at the end of the day, like, you know, people come up and they're happy, they're excited, then like, I, I know I did good. And like, they're happy. That's all that matters. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit too, cause you're talking about the creative process and like, yeah, yes, the, the weddings is a creative thing for sure. But it really, that's really more that like live I do the set prep, but it's really like, okay, who's going to come? What kind of music do they want to hear? Yeah. And I really don't know that for the most part until I get there. So did you say that you read the room then? Like, like, like you well, probably yes. Had, like, but what, like, I, what I want to touch on yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is the creative process of like competition mixing or like when I really have like prepped a set that isn't like for a client, right? It's yeah. more like for whoever wants to hear it. Um, and I, I think... At least from my point of view, I, for example, the one I'm thinking of is when I went out in the truck for the DJ sessions on election day. And cool. it was okay. like I had no idea what to do with myself on election day. I think I was like... <laughs> drink heavily? Drink. <laughs> I, and boy, let me tell you, I did for several days afterwards. And it was honestly like... I'd never put so much like stock into one day, but it really felt that significant. It felt like it was either make or break yeah. for a lot. And and I know a lot of people who've been affected by the pandemic and a lot of people who think a certain somebody might have had a hand in just how terrible it made this country. But anyway. He shall not be named. That is uh, never a podcast discussion. So anyway. Um, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool thing about that was I really did take the time to think like, all right, like what do I want to put out into the world on this day that I have like really been, I mean, the amount of like news and shit that I've been watching for the last four years and this increasing dread that has just been like piling up was really kind of coming to a turning point. I knew all I wanted to do was, um, was just give people hope, um, because that was what I needed. And I wasn't sure I had it because everything went wrong. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. um, so, and let's see. Oh, it is recorded. It's online. I might go listen to it. But, you know, I played songs like, um, <laughs> we can maybe put some of the samples in there. But, oh, I actually can Probably on... not with trademarks. No, no, I actually made my own little remix intro. Okay. That I was really, okay. really proud of. Um, I took John Lewis's Good Trouble. And I tossed some freaking drums under it. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, but it was like, fancy. That was kind of like, that, you know, that was the effort I was putting into that. We just drove around, um, literally drove around Seattle. I think so, I saw a video of this. Yeah, so it looked really places. cool. You can find this online at thedjsessions.com. Plug, 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 plug. Check out my residence <laughs> page um, and you'll find this mix on there. But I really did put my whole heart and soul into that. I made sure that every track that I played was, like, expressing a feeling of, like, what I wanted to give or, like, how, what I was going through. And, like, it really... I really did take that level of depth into it. Um, and, and that's kind of one thing we're talking about here is, like, how did anyone notice, you know? <laughs> like, 
I, I, I don't know if they made that connection that, like, somebody on the other end of it really did put that level of, like, thought into it. Like, it was a whole piece of, like, like, this is... Everything I played was about the election. Um, and I really want to get up this Good Trouble mix just to show you. <laughs> I'm like chair dancing. Yeah, he's looking good over there. It's okay. We're gonna edit some of this out, which probably means we're not gonna edit any of this out. Does it go crazy? Are you at the crazy part yet? What? What's happening? It's treble, 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 treble. Oh yeah, right. Set the stage, huh? Yeah. You feel it? Oh, I feel it, Kev. I'm dancing. Yeah. You're doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get those rings closed. Gotta close those rings. And then the, and then like it goes it. into right yeah. here. Yeah. Right now. Right here. Right now. I like it. Yeah. That's really um, awesome. Thank you. And that was really like how that was like how I wanna start. I was like, yo, right here, right now, like this is our moment. Yeah. Like are we gonna are we gonna do it? And then I mean like I would say I'd say this is surprisingly like what like I'm very proud of this mix. It, I didn't like worry too much about how I was gonna put them together, and I didn't really take too much time on that. But I was like, these are the tracks, yeah. and like, I'm just gonna put this out there into the world, um, and I felt really good. And like, I mean, I, like we were driving by one of these polling places, and I played um, "American" by uh, RuPaul. Nice. And all these people like, I am American, American, and oh, all these people were just loving it. And we were, like, driving around in the truck, and, like, that was really, like, one of the only moments I, like, got, because the truck did not go on it. <laughs> it was a weird route. But, um, yeah, so uh, that was really great. And, it, and it's, like, those are the moments where it's, like, you put that in there and, like, seeing people respond to it, like, on that day. I do think there were people who recognized it. Like, I had a few, a guy came out of the subway, and he, like, knew, and he was, yeah. like, like, thank you, man. Like, this was awesome. Um, because everyone was thinking about it that day. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't not be thinking about yeah. it, you know? Um, and I think everyone was just going through so much that day, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's so cool that you guys were able to share that and just, like, spread joy, right? On a day that where so many people were stressed, like, music spreads so much joy. That's, like, a really wonderful way that you got to just share your gift and really affect people's lives, and that's really, really cool. And there's something really cool about how music uh, is so intrinsically tied to memory as well, just like smell. It's like, I can tell you what song I was playing and where I was, you know what I mean? Be just be, And I can't remember what I had for lunch, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, <laughs> um, if, if, if I can associate a song with a moment, I can bring you back to that moment every time, too. Absolutely. I mean, like, the next time somebody hears that, they'll be like, oh, I was at this place listening to this song and you know tying it back to the business and the wedding is we do the same thing for our couples and our clients when we play their favorite songs and a lot of these people like you know some of these people are like rave heads like they met at festivals and like of course they want to hear like above and beyond at their wedding <laughs> of course they want to hear like you know and those are so fun and we get to have those moments where it's like my music tastes and the client's music tastes really, really gel. Yeah. Um, and I get to like put on just a show 
for them. Um, it's an amazing feeling. California see the shining sea. Everybody came here wanting to be free. New York to California see the shining sea. I mean, first off, thank you for sharing all that with us. Like, you know, part of why we're doing this is to really see people share the passion that became the business because there wasn't another option for them to, like, go do work. They, like, needed to do their passion day in and day out and really make sure that they were doing what really makes them them at the end of the day. Um, and I know you've talked a little bit about how you found that passion. So, like... Is there anything you'd say to people who are maybe looking for that passion or feeling kind of just like stuck in that rut and don't know what the next step is? Oh, goodness. Dropping um, deep bombs. God, it's hard to give people advice right now when like your entire industry is so uncertain. But I would say, you know, like just because you're not doing it today doesn't mean you won't be doing it someday. Okay? You gotta, you've got to be able to see the long road and know that doing a, a just a little bit every day or doing a little bit, you can't do it every day, you do it four times a week, three times a week. As long as you're doing it consistently, you'll be making progress towards that goal and then you'll look back years later and you'll say, well, hot damn. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, say someone today like woke up and heard this and was like, man, I really want to get into mixing. I really want to start DJing. Like, you had to start somewhere. Like, 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 what's that first step? Where's go buy that? the mixer. Just go get it. Go get it. That if you'd ever touch it, it, return it. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. You know, try to get lessons. Um, you know, it's find mentors, you know, because like literally, and, and mentors can be, does not have to be somebody older than you. It just has to be somebody better than you. Ha. For real, yeah, um, I mean, literally one of my first mentors was um, my my friend Julian, who was a DJ at another fraternity, and the guy is shreds the decks and decided he wanted to go and be um, a like a, a I think he's a paramedic. Good but for like, him. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it killed me because I was like, dude, you're so good, and like if I could DJ like you, like oh my god, and he had residencies at Lucky Strike and stuff, and. Um, when we were both like, you know, before we were even 21, which is like, you shouldn't be working parts <laughs> before you're 21. But, um, yeah. So it's like, find like-minded people. That's the only way to do it is to f seek it out. And like, it can be so difficult. You may feel like you have no friends. Um, but like those kind of things really help you find those people too. Um, and really kind of chart that path for you. Uh, it all just kind of gets set out in front of you I feel like yeah. I mean That's... little shameless self-promotion here I mean do you know anyone who teaches people how to DJ yeah, that's me. Um, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, Take a turn at the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I love teaching people how to, how to DJ. I love teaching people. Um, like, I've always liked teaching in general. I think it's amazing. Um, and right now I'm actually doing lessons with Guitar Center. Uh, virtual DJ lessons. You can actually book uh, an appointment with me right now. Um, just call your local guitar center, ask them for who does DJ lessons because it's me. 
If you're in Washington, it's me. I don't even think there's anyone else that does this for Guitar Center. Um, so hopefully they will connect you with me. Um, and if not, let us know you can and we'll call, be calling them. <laughs> call the Roosevelt store. Ask for Maddie and she can hook you up uh, with a lesson uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I was, I was teaching um, my students before I was working in Guitar Center and getting paid for that. Um, I, I was working... Um, just with my students, I give free lessons, basically, and put you in our DJ training program, which is currently on hold at Orion Entertainment. It will be back. It will be back. But, um, yeah, right now it is, is currently on hold. So, Gotcha. I mean, let's look. Uh, we've talked a lot about where you came from and where you are now. Like, Let's just like wrap this up looking forward a little bit. Like, Hopefully, knocking on every piece of wood I can see in the room, Um this pandemic will end at some point, right? Like, 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 we're hoping that there's some light at the end of the tunnel now. So, you know, six months from now, or even end of summer, like, where, where do you think you're going then? And then, like, one year from now, what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish? What do you hope to be as David Schwartz DJ oh, and as Orion Entertainment, like, productions? Like, yeah, I hope a year from now that I am able to put out um, my own production. That would be. Uh, a massive achievement for myself that's something I've always wanted to do something um, that I I think definitely is going to be challenging for me but it's really something I it's the one it's the direction I want to go in for myself and then for um, my clients um, and for my business you know I'm I'm just grateful to still be here and I just want to do the events that I have right now and I want to get back to doing those. Yeah. And I feel like I, it's like, yes, I need, I, yes, next steps. Yes. Planning for the future. First of all, so excited about the new DJs we brought on board. Um, we're bringing in DJ Mike tech. Uh, yeah. Who is in Cray Eble. Uh, and we got a new DJ. Her name is Aaron as well. We still got everybody's favorites, Eric and Sam. Everybody's still here. Hopefully Hunter and Christian come back. Danny. Um, come back. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like until right now we are looking to the future is when the pandemic is over for us because a lot of industries were are able to shift or a lot are able to adjust and we've done some adjusting for sure yeah um, we can do virtual events now but for us i think the reality is that until groups can gather again um you know we there's there's only so much we can do and we are just so 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 looking forward to that day so awesome well, I want to say thank you so much for giving us your time. I know that you quite literally had to be here as you were one half of this podcast. But and it's my house. And it is your house. Well, you know, I'm the bum. We'll, just, <laughs> we'll, we'll, call, we'll call it what it is. Um, but no, I mean, I've known you for, I think we've figured out 12 years now. And I feel like I learned a lot more about you in this podcast. And I think it's just really cool um, that you're willing to be so vulnerable about, you know, what this pandemic has done to you and your business and also just how what a testament it's been to how resilient you are and the fact that you love what you do and you are going to keep fighting and you're going to keep doing it. And I think that that's a really powerful message to have right now, this second in a crazy, crazy, crazy version of America that I don't think any of us saw coming. We'll say five years ago. So yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this far, I 
personally am shocked. Yeah, well done. (laughs) But, uh, hey, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we cannot wait for this podcast. We are going to have some amazing guests on here who have way cooler stories than I do. Um, and I'm just here to meet cool people. I don't, I don't really have a story. I just want to yeah. like hang out with people again. <laughs> Same. I just want an excuse to like get to know people. I really want to get to know. Yeah. Shh. Don't tell. Personal question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for coming to be determined. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> we will figure out the name of the podcast. It could be to be determined. It could be to be determined. It is to be determined. It is to be determined. What have we determined today, Kevin? I think that we can do this. I think that's a really good place to start. And that um, we got a lot more to learn, but that's kind of what this is about. It's about learning. And it's and know, what? Shamelessly failing? Is that? Oh, shamelessly failing. Yes. That is the most important thing you can do. Right, right. after admitting you fucked up, everyone should... Say that they fucked up, and I really hope that that's happened. Yep. Because you're going to grow as a person, and I hope that you have shamelessly failed. <sighs> I hope you shamelessly failed today, Kevin. I really hope it's after I drive home. Yes, I do. <laughs> if I can get through the door, then I will shamelessly fail happily. Um, but I think, yeah, to anyone who's listening, thank you for giving us your time, and we hope you come back. <laughs> Ooh, this should be hitting different. You are listening to the To Be Determined Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Bogle and David Schwartz.